Hello and welcome to the media outreach of Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. Well, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I'm going to speak on the I Am's, the great I Am. There's ten great I Am's in the book of John. I've counted them, and I've there's more. There's more in the epistles, in Romans and Ephesians and throughout. But uh, in the book of John, there's ten I am's. And I could preach a whole sermon on each one, but I'm going to touch on each one. The first one is the light. The light. And that, this first one is from John 8, 12, and Genesis 1, 3, and 3 to 5. John 8:12 reads Then Jesus spoke to them again saying I am the light of the world he who follows me shall not walk in darkness but have the light of life light I am the light I'm speaking on the eight great I ams there's 10 in the book of John and that's I'm going to be speaking on each one. I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Okay, and that's that's the first one. But then I want to go to Genesis, where it talks about in the beginning, God created the light. That's uh, Genesis 3, where he says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of the uh, Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Then God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. And God saw the light that it was good. God divided the light from the darkness. He called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and the morning were the first day. That light, the light and life. You know, we know that nothing can live without light. Plants can't live if there's no light. Animals, fish, human beings, we couldn't live at all if we didn't have light. So that light is important. That light that we have from God is very, very important, and it's that light that brings life. Je um, Psalms 27, The Lord is my light and my salvation. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. 
Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though wars may rise against me, this will I be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. The light. The Lord is my light and my salvation. You know, um, <laughs> there's the scriptures that says people stumble in the light, in the darkness. I, uh, well, I think I have it here written someplace. But anyway, the Lord is my light, my light and my salvation. The, the, the darkness, which is the opposite of light, that's when, uh, that's when crimes happen. I walk, well, it's such a little ways, but the other night I was, uh, oh, these lights didn't even come on when I came on. Now sometimes they come on, they flash on. But I came out, out of the church and I didn't have my flashlight. It was completely dark. I tried to use my, my little cell, but that wasn't very light. But I walked and I didn't, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't afraid. I told this, uh, this little part when I was over in Hawaii. They had a they had a meeting, and this girl, the, the speaker was a sixteen uh, year old girl who went to heaven and went to hell, just a sixteen year old girl. But she that happened when she was six years old, just a little kid. But she was preaching, just a, a young girl, and I was really impressed about her. Anyway, when she finished preaching, and I had to leave early because I was going to preach the next morning at one of the other churches, and so I had to leave early. And my car was in the parking lot, and there were a lot of people in the parking lot. And I had to find my way to my, to find my car. And I was halfway feeling, and barely, I didn't, again, I didn't have my flashlight. <laughs> I was walking out there in the dark. And I mentioned how the next day, when I was, I was telling about this, about the light, uh, that um, I wasn't even afraid. I, I just walked. I just walked out to the, the the car, and I found my car, and I got in, and and uh, went on home. But I'm I just bet. I think if I was in Phoenix, for sure. If I was in New York or Chicago, I could not do that. I could not get out in the dark and walk. It would be too dangerous. But anyway, I I that time I walked out there without even having any fear. And I think over here, it's, it's pretty safe. It's pretty safe. I walked over there without, it, uh, without any fear at all. But I, I just not thought how um, uh, one time there was a, uh, and I thought they were some of the group here because we were having some meetings. And I came out the door of my little trailer. I came out the door, and there was a man standing there. And I thought it was from here. But here he was a, uh, he was a <laughs> uh, illegal and uh, he came by, and he was just standing there by my car. And I said, "Oh, hello!" And I talked to him. And then he said, uh, "He said, do you have some water?" I said, "Sure, I can get." I got him a bottle of water or something. And then uh, he said, uh, "I'm kind of hungry." And I then <laughs> I didn't know that he was not our group here. And so I fixed him a sandwich, and and um, he had his. Uh, uh, his container to pour water in. He had something bigger. Anyway, I sent him over here 
I thought, I still thought he was our group here. And I said, maybe you'd like to talk to the pastor over here. And he came this, I don't know if he did or not. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, it's, it's maybe not as safe. But again, the Lord is with us. Amen. The Lord will never leave us nor forsake us. The light of the world, the light is necessary. The light is completely necessary. He is my light and my salvation. Of whom shall I fear? I don't fear anyone. Okay, the next one. Oh, I might add that crimes happen in the darkness because people like to uh, think they can get away. If, if people don't see them, they are, are committing crimes. It's, it's usually in the dark, in the nighttime. But anyway. All right, the next one is, is bread. Uh, bread, and I have, this is from 641 to 53. Six. Now, all of when I say six, that means John, because I'm taking everything from John. Okay, where do we go here? John 6. Okay, John 6, John 6, 41 to 53. 41 to 53. Oh, here it is. Okay. Uh, there's, <laughs> it starts out the 41st verse. Uh, the Jews then complain. You know what? They're always complaining, aren't they? I think <laughs> they want something to complain about. You know what? I left my Kleenex there by Jody someplace. No. Can, uh, can you send it up? It's by my where I was sitting. Yeah, that's it. Telling the kids when I get get sweaty and get my nose starts running. Okay, okay. John six forty one reads, the Jews then complain about him because he said, "I am the bread which came down from heaven." There it is. I am. I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, "Is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he says, I have come down from heaven?'" Jesus therefore answered and said to them, Do not murmur among yourself. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up in the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught by God. Therefore everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father Assuredly, I say to you, he believes, who believes in me has everlasting life. 48. I am the bread of life. The fathers ate man in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which come down from heaven, that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread. He's not only the bread, but he's the living bread. I like that. Which came down from heaven, if anyone eats this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I shall give, my flesh, which I have given for the life of the world. The Jews therefore quarreled among themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Jesus is the bread of life. The bread. The bread. We need bread. We need food to keep our bodies going. 
Sometimes we eat a little bit too much and we get too much. We have to carry around. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. Have, have any any have any have you ever been starving? No, you've never been starving. I have, because I was uh, a child of the Great Depression. In 1931, I was four years old, and my folks left a little town where he, where my dad was working as a uh, in the mine. He was working in the mine, and my mom was running a um, hardware store. But uh, when the mine closed, everything shut down. We had to move away. We moved on to the reservation, and we didn't have much of anything. Anyway, I know what it is to be hungry. <laughs> uh, my mom had this little saying, and uh, at that time I didn't know what she meant. She'd always say, because uh, I'd be crying and wanting something to eat, especially in the evening. Maybe we had a little bit through the day, but evening time we were getting ready for bed, and I'd be so hungry, and I'd, I'd, I'd tell my mama, I'm hungry. And she said, oh, just go to sleep. When you're asleep, your grandma will feed you. I think she meant that I wouldn't feel my hunger. <laughs> I'd go to sleep. I'd go to sleep with an empty stomach. And I remember that about those same days that, that we didn't have anything to eat. Um, my dad tried to get work, and he couldn't get, there was nothing, no work around. And my mother did what she could. She used to take, make sandwiches and sell it at the gambling house. <laughs> My my uncle had a gambling house. It was just, it was not a big casino. It was just a house where they gathered to gamble. <laughs> and my mom would take, make sandwiches and go and sell it, and people would buy it. And we all, she also had some uh, tools left over from our hardware store. So she'd pack up her hammers and screwdrivers, just whatever she could carry, and take it. And some of the people, if they had little money, they would buy a hammer or they'd buy whatever. Anyway, this one time, we didn't have anything to eat, and we were hungry. <laughs> and she had gotten a, she had gotten some um, wheat. I don't know where, where she got wheat. Just wheat, the kind we used to feed chickens. <laughs> but she got had that wheat, and she ground it up in a meat grinder. It didn't turn out like flour. It was more coarse. <laughs> but she made bread out of that. And we had crunchy bread, but it, <laughs> it filled us up. <laughs> but anyway, that's how I know hunger. Bread is necessary for life. We have to have bread. And, of course, Jesus is talking about the bread of life, the real life-giving bread. But I'm, I'm just using this as an illustration to show how we do need bread. We do need food. Because if we don't have food, we can't live. We have to have food. We have to have light. We have to have water and all the necessary things. But this bread is the first one I wanted to, us to talk about. I mean, the first one we talked about light, and next was bread. The living bread that is necessary. That Now, uh, John talks about how in the wilderness they had uh, manna. They had manna, but that again was temporary. They ate manna, but they still they had to die. They died. But uh, And that's what we do. We eat food here, and we die physically. 
But Jesus is the living bread. He's the living bread. Oh, praise God. All right. The next one is the door. The door. Let me see where my door is. Uh, right here. See. Okay. 10-7. John 10-7. Then Jesus said to them again, As surely I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters in by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pastures. A thief comes, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I came that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. Okay, I'll be going on to shepherd next, but for right now I want us to look at the door. Jesus is the door, the only door, the only door they, they, to get in to uh, the kingdom of God. The door. Okay, there's only one entrance, only one way. Uh, I, I'm thinking just as I was um, about that picture of Jesus knocking on the house door. We are the door that, I mean, Jesus is the door that we get into the kingdom of God, but at the same time, we have a door that he has to come into our hearts. And um, that door that he's knocking on is our heart's door as well as the church door. And he's knocking and knocking and knocking again. But anyway, he is the door. Entrance, no other way. All right, let's go on to the Good Shepherd. And that's uh, 10, 11 to 19. 10, 11 to 19. Okay, it's right there in the same page if you're following along. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gave, gives his life for his sheep. But a hireling, he is not, who is not the shepherd, one who does not own the sheep, sees a wolf coming and leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches the sheep and scatters them. The hireling flees because he is a hireling and does not care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd, and I know my sheep, and I am known by my own. As the Father knows me, even so I know the Father, and lay down my life for the sheep. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring, and they will hear my voice, and there will be one flock and one shepherd. Therefore my Father loves me, because I lay down my life and take it again. No one takes it from me. But I lay it down of myself. I have the power to lay it down and the power to take it again. This command I have re received from my Father. Now this one I can speak on with experience. My folks had sheep and I, I know, I was going to say a little bit about sheep, but I think I know a lot of sh about sheep because we were right with them. We were with the sheep all the time. But it says, it says, I am the good shepherd. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. And it goes on talking, talking about the thief, that uh, the one that's a hireling. He does, and I, we experienced that because we had sheep and we always took care of them. Each one in our family had a turn to go out to the sheep camp and we had to be out there with the sheep. But one time, I don't know how it happened, we were all uh, 
busy or whatever it was, but my dad hired a, a, a sheep herder to take care of the sheep. And you know what he did? <laughs> he left the sheep alone. I don't know why he did, but he he left the sheep. And it says here, right here, that the hireling will just leave the sheep because they don't own it. They they just leave it. Anyway, they they the, they left the sheep, and the sheep were scattered, and my brother had to get out there and look all over for the sheep. He finally was able to round them up. By the way, my brother didn't like sheep, hurting sheep, <laughs> but he did anyway. And he had to find... He, and he found somebody that was, was butchering uh, one of the sheep. <laughs> he said he, he watched them butcher. And after that, after they had it on butcher, he took the meat. And then he said he felt sorry for them. So he gave, <laughs> they gave something back to him. He gave them a leg or whatever it was. But anyway, he had to go round up the sheep, and he, he did find them. And... And uh, but that's just an example how it it actually happens. A thief, the the shepherd, the hireling will not take good care of the sheep, but he did. But the good shepherd, good shepherd, will give his life for the sheep. Uh, I had heard stories of, and I heard this before. Maybe you have too. That if a lamb goes astray. Uh, if a, they say, if a lamb goes astray, the shepherd will go out and find the lamb and bring him back and break his leg so he won't do that again. That is not so. It's not scriptural. And we had sheep, and my dad would never break a lamb's leg. He would go out and find the lamb. Sometime he would be caught in the bushes, and sometime it would be caught... Uh, their legs caught in a barbed wire fence if they were going too far and got into somebody's fence anyway. And he would take care of that sheep, that lamb, and put some salve on it and wrap it up if it needed it and took good care of those sheep. And he never did break the lamb's leg. I th I always thought that was the stupidest thing, and yet people say that. I've heard that before. That 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 a shepherd would do that to teach the lamb a lesson. Anyway, the, the lambs are kind of stupid. They probably wouldn't learn even if they did get their leg broken, <laughs> but they didn't. Okay, now let's go to the twenty-third psalm. That's and that's a good one. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Let me go to that here. And uh, you probably know that by heart, and we could say it together. In fact, let's do say it together. And I'll use the King James Version, because so, it says, I think most of us memorize that. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures, he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I like that because it just tells how the good shepherd is. The first part where it says, I shall not want. 
or I shall not lack. I will not lack anything. I won't want it because he's provided for me. And sometimes when I'm in need of finances, I'll quote the scripture and I'll say, Lord, you are my shepherd. I don't like anything because you always provide for me. And, and he does. He's always providing for me. And it says he makes me to lie down in green pastures. In other words, he takes us to nice the green grass. I don't see much green grass around here. There's some out there a little bit. But I don't know if people have sheep. Do they have sheep around here? I don't think so, huh? huh? They don't eat lamb? Oh, lamb is so good. <laughs> anyway, okay. So, so the shepherd will take the sheep to where it's nice green grass and uh, nice water, nice stream of water. And when we were had our sheep, we'd always be moving, moving camp. We, my dad didn't want to. Uh, they say the sheep will uh, bite the grass pretty deep, and uh, and then the grass won't. Takes a while before it grows again. And uh, uh, that's what the cattlemen say. They, they said that, this, that the sheep would eat up all the grass. So my dad would always move camp. Before the grass was, uh, was gone, he would take us, move camp, and we'd move another place. Sometimes we'd be close to, close to the mountain. I see mountains around here. Sometimes we'd be close to the mountain, but if it was, there would be a stream. We'd have to go where there was a stream of water. And so we've gone different places, and when... When I look around at my home in Nevada, it's a valley where I live, and I can look around and I see certain mountain. We camp there, we camp there, we camp there. Different places I saw where we used to have our sheep camp. And uh, that was what my dad did. He kept us, kept, uh, took us to places where the, where the sheep would have green pastures. Leads me beside the still waters. There was always water. There had to be for sheep. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Oh, I like that. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I will fear <laughs> no evil. I'm going to tell on myself. I don't know why. I used to be kind of scared of death. More like, um, I don't know why. I used to be scared of snakes so much. <laughs> Even though I'd read, even though I'd read Mark 16, where it takes it tells about you take up the serpent, but in my house in Hawaii, and I had to make myself stop. In my house in Hawaii, the back room, as we used to be a back porch, it has it's full of wood, a lot just a stacks of wood that we have for the winter, and uh, and there's a crack in the floor. It's a cement floor, but it had a crack in it. Anyway, I used to think. I used to think, ooh, what if there's a snake under there? Oh, what if it comes out? <laughs> what if it comes out? And I don't know what I would do. And I had to make myself quit thinking about snakes. And I'll, the Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. He, he protects me. Yea, though I walk, I, I shall not fear. I, and then I had to make myself not fear. And I had to work at that. I had to work at that because I used to, I used to think about that. Another worse, uglier thing was I saw a movie one time. <laughs> in this movie, there was a, a snake in the in the toilet in the water. <laughs> and I used to I used to look in there, make sure that there was no <laughs> there was no snake in there. Anyway, 
<laughs> I will not fear. I will not fear. And like I said, I had to work at it, make myself not, not fear, and, and quote all the no fear verses. Uh, you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before you. It goes on, oh, this is so good. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy is always with me. Um, uh, Lloyd talked about uh, people that always pray, and, and I've heard them pray, uh, asking, um, uh, Lord, give us traveling mercies, and I think, I think... Uh, well, he said he's with us always, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so when they say, oh, pray for we're going to be traveling here, uh, pray for traveling mercy, and I'll just say, thank you, Lord, that you are with them. That you are with, you'll never leave them nor forsake them. You are with them. And uh, anyway, all the days of my life I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Oh, thank you, Lord, that you are the good shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Okay, the Good Shepherd. All right, the next one is uh, Resurrection and the Life. That's next. Uh, next one is uh, eleven twenty-five. Eleven twenty-five. John eleven twenty-five. Let me see. Six. Here it is. Okay, resurrection and the life, eleven twenty-five. Okay, here it is. All right. And Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? This is when... when uh, Lazarus was sick, and Mary and Martha were concerned about it, and and he was talking to Martha and and um, told her here. And I'm just going to read part of it. Where um, let's see. So when Jesus came, they found that he was already been in the tomb. Okay, let me. No, I don't want to back up because I'll take too long. Okay. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. Many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God gives you, will give you. Jesus said to him, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord. I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Okay, he is the resurrection and the life. And we know that without the resurrection, we wouldn't rest. We wouldn't be resurrected either. So we trust in the Lord because he lives. Because he lives, I too shall live. Jesus was raised from the dead and will never die again. 
Okay, the next one is John 14, 6, the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the truth, and the life. This one is John 14, 6. But let me read at the beginning right there where it starts uh, uh, the first verse. I'm going to read 1 through 6. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and I will, for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, and where I am, there you may be also. Where I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. The way, the way. This is one of the things that I hear over and over. Um, where I'm from in, in Hawaii, Nevada, there's a lot. I've been, <laughs> it's a small place, so I go to all the funerals because I know all the people or know their relatives. And lately they've been having the traditionals. That's the Indian way. And um, the the guy that leads, well, there's a couple, two or three guys that take the uh, uh, leading for the funeral. And uh, they they like to say that, well, we are, we have the same way. We, we're all going to the same place. And... Uh, and this person is going to a good place. They won't suffer anymore because there's just the way that leads us to heaven, to a better life. Uh, a long time ago, the Indians, or uh, people said that the Indians called it happy hunting grass. I never heard that. <laughs> I never heard that one. But they just say a better place or go to the next world. They'll use that word. And they say, we will all go that way. But you know what? There's only one way. Jesus is the way. And us, we are all believers here, and we know that. There's only one way. But some people don't know that, and some people think any old way. And I've also heard people say, well, as long as you're sincere, as long as you're sincere, <laughs> But that's not right either, because they can be sincerely wrong in their thinking. But we know, thank you, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that we know that Jesus is the way, the yes. only way. Yes. He is the door. He's the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. Yes. Okay, the truth. There's a scripture um, that says, God is not a man that he should lie. I was going to ask you to look that up, and I didn't. I, I know it's in the Old Testament. God. Okay, would you find it and read it pretty soon? Okay, the truth. The truth. Um, John sixteen thirteen talks about the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. John seventeen seventeen talks about the word is truth. The word. This word that we have is truth. So he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. Praise God, he is the life. 
and there's no other way. 8.32 talks about, let me find that one. I, 8.32, I'm not sure what that one says. 8, eight here we go. Huh? Okay. Yeah, that's the one. Go ahead and read it loud for everybody here. Amen. Amen. Okay. God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Okay, therefore he is truth. The way, the truth, and the life. He doesn't lie. His word isn't a bunch of lies here. His word is truth. So it's trustworthy. We can believe it, don't we? Amen. Amen. 8.32 says... 8.32, oh, here. And Jesus said to the Jews who believe in him, If you abide in my word and my uh, disciples indeed, you shall know the truth, and the truth will make you free. The truth will make you free. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The way, the only way, the truth, because God does not lie. He is truth. The spirit of truth. The Holy Spirit. Truth. Okay. There's no other way. The Spirit of Truth. All right. The next one is, I am before Abraham. 858. 858. Where is that? Okay. Right here. All right. I'm just going to read this one. Before Abraham was, I am. I'm trying to think if I should go ahead and read all of it. Okay. Uh, 58 says, Jesus says to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, Before Abraham was, I am. Now this was in capital letters. Both I and am are in capital letters. Before Abraham was, I am. And it says how they talked to him. They asked him and told him, Well, you're not even 50 years old. How come you can say that I am? And yet he was. He was. It doesn't say that he will be. It doesn't say he will, was or will be. But I am. It says, Most surely I say to you before Abraham was, I am. I am. Okay. Let's see. John 1. One four. Okay, before Abraham was, I am. And on John 1 tells about the first, uh, John 1. It tells, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made with, through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shineth in darkness, and darkness did not comprehend it. It goes on. But this tells about in the beginning, Jesus was with God, and therefore he was before Abraham. He was already before Abraham. Before Abraham was, he was. Not going to be, not has been, but he is. I am. It says, I am. And that's what Jesus says. And again, he is the truth, so he does not lie. 
If he says I am, he is. Okay. All right. The last one I have is the true vine. 15, 1 to 6. Let's see where we go. 15. I have my little markers in here, but still. Okay, where are we? 15. Okay. All right. This is the vine. The true vine. John 15, I am the I am the true vine. My father is a vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, I in him bear much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a, a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By my Father... By this my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, I also have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may remain in you, that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that he lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatever I command you. No longer do I call you servants. A servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all things that I heard from my father I have made known to you. You do not, did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that the fruit should remain, that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. These things I command you, that you love one another. All right, the vine. I am the true vine, he says. I am the true vine. When we talk about the vine, I think more of the, like the trunk, the trunk of the tree, that's the main thing. And I think that he was talking about like the grapevines, the grapevines, uh, we had, um, well, my neighbor had grapevines, and the trunk was not really big, but about so big, but it was go it was real windy. It could, they could train it to go up the fence or different ways, so the vine was the main thing, and uh, the the vine, and then the branches were the the branches, but he talks about here about about uh, cutting off, about pruning it. Well, I think it's be, it's uh, how the vine, the uh, the branch. Okay, the vine or the trunk, the branches. The branches have little branches. 
Uh, the branches have stick out like that, and then those branches have little branches. And so I think most of the pruning, when it takes place, it's those little branches that are getting in the way that has to be pruned off in order for that branch to, to bear more grace. And then if it also talks about when it is cut off completely, oh, that's bad. I don't want to be cut off. <laughs> I won't be cut off. <laughs> but uh, it talks about that. And then it talks about abiding. And, you know, um, I've been speaking about these, the light, the bread, the door. All of these, if you will notice, they are um, outside. The light is shining on the outside. And, yes, he does say later on that you are the light of the world. But for, for this lesson, I think of the light as being shining on us uh, and... Um, the other ones, the bread, that's taken from outside, and the door is on the outside. Now, the, this is the one that is joined on. The, the vine and the branches, they are joined on. They are not on the outside, but they are joined on together. They are together, the vine and the branches. So I think this is uh, uh, the closest one of all these, these ones that I named because it it is, is joined on, and we are, as believers, are connected unto God. We are connected, and I, I, I'm, I'm glad for that, that we are connected. And uh, we don't just jump off anytime we want to. We are connected there. Okay, the branches are connected. So he said for us to abide, to abide, and that means to live with, to live in, he in us and us in him. When we abide, when you abide with somebody, when you live with somebody, you kind of take on their characteristics. When you live with somebody, you kind of talk alike and even kind of look alike after a while. <laughs> You've seen uh, old couples that they, they look alike and they act alike. And they talk alike because <laughs> they're joined together. They've been joined together for so long that they just look alike and even act alike. And they are alike. <laughs> we had a little couple in Hawaii that uh, they were faithful all these years. And here he died just lately. And she's all by herself. And she, she always says, it's all right. I'm doing all right. I'm getting along all right. But everybody feels so sorry for her because just she and her daughter, they're both kind of invalids, and they're living way out in the country. And everybody's saying, oh, I wish they could live in town close to us so we could take care of them, but they're way out. But anyway, this little couple, they talked alike, and they, they almost looked alike because they were together. Uh, she was uh, my age, which is uh, 89. Uh, she was a few months older than me, and he was six years older. So he was up in years when he was in his 90s when he died. But then they were so alike. They talked alike. And they both liked to talk Shoshone. And not everybody talked Shoshone. They talked English. <laughs> but this couple did. And they, they just acted alike. Anyway, it said abide. Abide, which means to live. So when we live in God, we are joined together with him. And we act like him, we be like him, we have the mind of Christ, even though sometimes we have to 
work at it, <laughs> work on it. We bear fruit, we love God, and we love one another. We love God and we love one another. To abide, to abide. Um, I, I was thinking how... Um, um, well, it's been about, how long did your dad die? Ten years ago? Something like that. I've been, <laughs> I don't even know. Anyway, um, we were together uh, over 50 years. It was, we would have had our 60th or something anniversary. So that's a long time. And uh, I don't know if we talked alike or not. Did we? <laughs> Oh, well, you couldn't say we talked to like because he hadn't talked for 20 years. He had a stroke, and so he couldn't talk, but I took care of him and so forth. Anyway, so... Huh? Yeah, I understood him. And he could understand me because he understood everything that was going on. He could understand, and, and uh, even though he couldn't respond that well. Anyway... To abide in the Lord is to live in the Lord, to love him and love one another. That's all. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.